0: Shalom alakim, peace be upon you, and welcome back to the broadcast. Today we are resuming our study in the book of 1 Samuel. We're going to be reading chapter 26, 27, and 28. Now today, chapter 28 specifically deals with uh, this story where Saul seeks out the witch of Endor Sounds like something out of the Lord of the Rings or something. Seeks out this witch to have her call up Samuel to ask questions. It's a very bizarre and strange story. You know, the Bible warns about uh, and, and calls it sin even. And, and I don't have the scriptures pulled up for this and I should have. But you can research it yourself. Where well, you're not supposed to seek out psychics or medians or sorcerers. And the reason why it warns against these things is because they exist. Some of them are, man, most of them are fraud. Um, but apparently it exists according to this story. We also see a situation, and you can look this up also in the New Testament, where Paul's being annoyed by this woman who's possessed by a devil, which gives her the power and ability to uh, basically be a psychic and he she makes lots of money for her handler if you will and then Paul finally gets frustrated and casts the demon out of her and then she can no longer do it so it's very possible that all this stuff is by demonic power anyway I'm not going to get into that whole conversation today just to say that chapter 28 is very strange and very wild uh, to say the least uh, this story about David and this witch, this woman who had a familiar spirit—you see—all of this kind of stuff is made possible through demonic uh, spirits. It's not, you know, it's not like God gives a person the ability to to have sorcery, right? Like this is this is some dark stuff that would allows a person to do this. But before we get to that part, chapter 26 is the second time that David spares Saul's life. So it's the second time that Saul's taken a nap and David is presented with the opportunity from the Lord to kill Saul. But David, being a man after God's own heart, being a righteous and holy man of of high character, doesn't take it upon himself to do that. It's almost like God has presented him with this opportunity two times to test David to see if he will choose what is right. And of course he does. So, that is the introduction. Without further delay, let's just read the story. So chapter 26, 27, and 28, we're going to read the King James Bible as usual. for Samuel, let's have a look. Chapter 26, verse 1. And the Ziphites came unto Saul to Gibeah, saying, Doth not David hide himself in the hill of Hakkalah, which is before Jeshamon? And Saul arose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph, having three thousand chosen men of Israel with him, to seek David in the wilderness of Ziph. Please note, note that this wasn't Saul's idea. In life, Especially if you're in a position of power, there's always going to be people around you trying to stir up trouble. People with their own agendas. And this case is no different. We have uh, these people known as the Ziphites. They come unto Saul and say, Hey, David's hiding himself. And so, and puts that, plants that seed in Saul's mind. Verse 3. And Saul pitched in the hill of Hakala, which is before Jeshimon, by the way but David abode in the wilderness and he saw that and he saw that Saul came after him into the wilderness David there, therefore sent out spies and understood that Saul was come in very deed and David arose and came to the place where Saul had pitched and David behold beheld the place where Saul lay and Abner the son of Ner the captain of his host And Saul lay in the trench, and the people pitched around about him. Then answered David and said to Ahimelech the Hittite, and Abishai the son of Zariah, brother of Joab, saying, Who will go down with me to Saul to the camp? And Abishai said, I will go down with thee. So David and Abishai came to the people by night, and behold, Saul lay sleeping within the trench and his spear stuck on the ground at his brother, at his bolster. But Abner and the people lay around about him. Then said Abishai to David, God hath delivered thy enemy into thy hand this day. Now therefore, let me smite him, I pray thee, with the spear even to death at once, and I will not smite him the second time. And David said to Abishai, Destroy him not, for who can stretch forth his hand against the Lord's anointed? And be guiltless. David said, Furthermore, as the Lord liveth, the Lord shall smite him, or his day shall come to die, or he shall descend into battle and perish. The Lord forbid that I should stretch forth my hand against the Lord's anointed. But I pray thee, take thou now the spear that is at his bolster, and the curse of water, and let us go. So David took the spear and the curse of water from Saul's bolster. And they got them away, and no man saw it, nor knew it, neither awakened, for they were all asleep, because a deep sleep from the Lord was fallen upon them. So David comes up on these, on David, or on Saul. And Saul and all of his men are asleep, even the ones charged with guarding him. And this is because the Lord had caused them to fall into a deep sleep. You see, this is just furthermore proof that it's God who's testing David in this moment to see if he will do what's right. And so rather than kill him, he just has his servant go and take Saul's spear and this item known as the curse of water. That might be something fun for somebody to research. I haven't done, had time to look into that, uh, but it might be an interesting study to find out what is this curse of water uh, that they also took from Saul verse 13. Then David went over to the other side and stood atop a hill afar off, a great space being between them. And David cried to the people, to Abner, the son of Ner, saying, Answer thou not, Abner? Then Abner answered and said, Who art thou that criest to the king? And David said to Abner, Are not thou a violent man, valiant man? And who is like to thee in Israel? Wherefore, Then hast thou not kept the Lord thy king? For there came one of the people in to destroy the king, thy Lord. This thing is not good that thou hast done. As the Lord liveth, ye are worthy to die, because ye have not kept your master, the Lord's anointed. And now see where the king's spear is and the curse of water that was in his bolster. And Saul knew David's voice, and said, Is this thy voice, my son David and david said it is my voice my lord o king and he said wherefore doth my lord thus pursue after his servant for what have i done or what evil is in my hand now therefore i pray thee let my lord the king hear the words of his servant if the lord have stirred thee up against me let him accept an offering but if they be the children of men curse be they before the lord for they have driven me out this day from abiding in the inheritance of the Lord, saying, Go, serve other gods. Now therefore, let not my blood fall on the earth before the face of the Lord, for the king of Israel is come out to seek a flea, as when he doth hunt a partridge in the mountains. Then said Saul, I have sinned. Return my son David, for I will no more do thee harm, because my soul was precious in thy eyes this day. Behold, I have Played the fool, and have erred exceedingly. And David answered and said, Behold the king's spear, and let one of the young men come over and fetch it. The Lord render to every man his righteousness and his faithfulness, for the Lord delivered thee into my hand today, but I would not stretch forth my hand against the Lord's anointed. And behold, as thy life was much set by this day in my eyes, so let my life be much set by in the eyes of the Lord, and let him deliver me out of all tribulation. Then Saul said to David, Blessed be thou, my son David. Thou shalt both do great things, and also shall still prevail. So David went his way, and Saul returned to his place. Chapter 27 Now real quick before I start. This little chapter here, which is only 12 verses, is a reminder to us that even the greatest men of faith, even after they've had some success, you know, they get wore down. We all get wore down at times. We get war down by the, this world. We get war down by the attacks of the enemy. And we all have laps sometimes in faith. And, and and we feel discouraged and defeated david is no exception even being as great a man as he is as faithful a man as he is as connected to the lord as he is he is no exception to this rule and we see this play out in many people's lives you see it in elijah he has this great victory where he has you know where the lord calls down where he calls down fire and the lord burns up the altar and he slays like thousands of these Uh, or a large number I don't remember off the top of my head but he slays a large number of the prophets of Baal and then the next moment he's depressed and he's fleeing for his life similar situation here let's have a look chapter 27 and David said in his heart I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul there's nothing better for me that I should speedily escape into the land of the Philistines. And Saul shall despair of me to seek me any more in any coast of Israel, so shall I escape out of his hand. And David arose, and he passed over with the six hundred men that were with him into Achish, the son of Moak, king of Gath. And David dwelt with Achish at Gath. And he and his man, every man with his household, even David with his two wives, Ahinoam, and Jezreelites, Jezreelites, and Abigail, and Carmelites, Nabal's wife. And it was told Saul that David was fled to Gath, and he sought no more again for him. And David said to Achish, If I have now found grace in thy eyes, let, let them give me a place in some town in the country that I may dwell there. For why should thy servant dwell in the royal city with thee? And Achish gave him Ziklag that day. Wherefore, Ziklag pertaineth unto the king of Judah unto this day. And the time that David dwelt in the country of the Philistines was a full year, year and four months. Please note, is it possible that this state of mind, this heart of David was given to him by the Lord as a way of giving David a little break from fleeing because David's discouraged. He says, I'm just going to go to the land of the Philistines and maybe Saul won't pursue me anymore. And then when Saul heard that that's where David was, he no longer pursued him. And so David has been there now a year and four months, pretty much living at ease. You see, sometimes we just don't see the full picture. Sometimes we think God has abandoned us or left us when really he's doing something else that's for our benefit. Just raising the question. Verse 8, And David and his men went up and invaded the Geshurites and the Gezerites and the Amalekites, for those nations were of old the inhabitants of the land, as thou goest to Shur even unto the land of Egypt. And David smote the land and left neither man nor woman alive and took away the sheep and the oxen and the asses, and the camels, and the apparel, and returned and came to Achish. And Achish said, Whither have you made a road today? And David said, Against the south of Judah, and against the south of the Jehemalites, and against the south of the Kenites. And David saved neither man nor woman alive to bring tidings to Gath, saying, Lest they should tell on us, saying, So did David, and so was his manner. All the while he dwelleth in the country of the Philistines. And Achish believed David, saying, He hath made his people Israel utterly to abhor him. Therefore he shall be my servant forever. Chapter 28 And it came to pass in those days that the Philistines gathered their armies together for warfare to fight with Israel. And Achish said unto David, Know thou assuredly that thou shalt go out with me to battle thou and thy men. And David said to Akish, Surely thou shalt know what thy servant can do. And Akish said to David, Therefore will I make thee keeper of my head forever. Now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had lamented him and buried him in Ramah, even in his home city, even in his own city. And Saul had put away those that had familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. All right, let's stop there real quick. That's an interesting thing to note. So, the author here is reminding us that Samuel was dead. So, Saul could no longer go to him for guidance. And he couldn't go to people who had had familiar spirits, like a psychic or a median, or any wizards, whatever that's referring to. Because, previously, Saul had done what was right in God's eyes and had them all put away, had them all destroyed. Okay. So this is it's setting up the situation verse 4. And the Philistines gathered themselves together and came and pitched in Shunem and Saul gathered all Israel together and they pitched in Gilbeah. And when Saul saw the host of the Philistines he was afraid and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired of the Lord the Lord answered him not neither by dreams nor by Urim nor by prophets. Verse 7. Then Saul said unto his servant, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And the servant said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Indar. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment, and he went and two men with him, and they came to the woman by night. And he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. And the woman said unto him, Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done, how he hath cut off those that have familiar spirits, and the wizards out of the land. Wherefore then layest thou a snare for my life, to cause me to die? And Saul sware to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. So, it's all so funny. He's at this familiar spirit whom previously he had had all of them killed and now he's going to swear to her by the name of Jehovah that she'll be okay it's just a weird situation here he is in a sinful situation swearing by the name of Jehovah. this guy I mean he's really went off the deep end and Saul swear to her by the Lord saying as the Lord liveth there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing Then said the woman, Whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, Bring me up Samuel. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. And the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for what sawest thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. And he said unto her, What form is he of? And she said, An old man cometh up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel. And he stooped with his face to the ground, and bowed himself. And Samuel said to Saul, Why hast thou disquieted me to bring me up? And Saul answered, I am sore distressed, for the Philistines make war against me, and God has departed from me, and answereth me no more, neither by prophets nor by dreams. Therefore I have called thee, that thou mayest make known unto me what I shall do. Then said Samuel, Wherefore then dost thou ask of me, seeing the Lord is departed from thee, and is become thy enemy? And the Lord hath done to him as he spake by me, for the Lord hath rent the kingdom out of thy hand, and given it to thy neighbor, even to David. Because thou obeyedest not the voice of the Lord, nor executed his fierce wrath upon Amalek. Therefore, hath the Lord done this thing unto thee this day. Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel with thee into the hand of the Philistines, and tomorrow shall thou and thy sons be with me. The Lord also shall deliver the host of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. Then Saul fell straightway along on the earth and was sore afraid because the words of Samuel and there was no strength in him for he had eaten no bread all the day nor all the night. And the woman came to Saul and she saw that he was sore troubled and she said unto him, Behold, thy handmaid hath obeyed thy voice and I have put my life in thy hand and have hearkened unto thy words which thou spakest unto me. Now therefore I pray thee hearken thee also unto the voice of thy handmaid and let me set a morsel of bread before thee and eat that thou mayest have strength when thou goest on thy way. But he refused, and he said, I will not eat. But his servants together with the woman compelled him. And he hearkened unto their voice, so he arose from the earth and sat upon the bed. And the woman had a fat calf in the house, and she hastened to kill it, and took flour and and kneaded it, and did bake unleavened bread thereof. And she brought it before Saul and before his servants, And they did eat. Then they rose up and went away that night. And so that is the end of our study for today. And certainly there's so many things that we could look deeper into. For example, why is she making unleavened bread? Is this the season of unleavened bread? So many things, so many things. Samuel tells the spirit that is supposedly Samuel tells Saul that he's about him and all his people are about to join him in the ground by tomorrow. He says, Tomorrow shall thou and thy sons be with me He's this the spirit of Samuel Ask Saul why he disquieted him. I mean the whole story is super, super strange and raises many many questions and uh, you know sometimes that's the point point. and i hope that's what's happened to you this morning as you've listened to this because questions like this cause people to people who really hunger for the truth and for god to dig and to seek and to say what is this all about and so i pray that's what's happened for you this morning thanks for listening friends thank you for your prayers and your support of this podcast. I hope that it's serving you well. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.